Have you ever had a great experience, but you couldn't enjoy it at all? Like you're having some great moment, you're at a concert, you're watching a movie, you're having some experience that should be wonderful, and your brain knows, oh yeah, this should be fun. But you couldn't get any enjoyment out of it. You couldn't feel it. You couldn't feel anything. I've been there so many times. Why do we do that? Recently, I listened to a podcast about gratitude and how it attributes to happiness. And it was talking about this study they did in which they took a poll of a bunch of people that were about to go to Disney World and measured how excited they were, their level of excitement. And it was extremely high. Then they pulled those same people while at Disney World and measured how excited or uh, happy they were, basically. And it was much lower. Then, a year later, they asked them about their trip to Disney World and it measured them again and again. Their levels were very high. So that when we anticipate something, our happiness for in the anticipation is very high. When we experience something, it's much lower And then when we remember something, it's again very high. Why is that? How come when we actually experience something, our enjoyment goes down? Is it because we feel entitled? I think it's because if I were in those shoes, when you actually get to Disney World and you wait in the lines, not only did you uh, have an anticipation which was not realistic, but we feel like we don't deserve it. I don't deserve to wait in this line. I don't deserve for this ride to be this short. I don't deserve to hear a whining child. I don't deserve this. I deserve perfection. And it is that kind of feeling that robs what could be and should be a really fun, enjoyable experience and turns it into something which cannot be enjoyed. I struggle with this really bad. This is something that I really want to leave behind in my life. And so um, we're going to go into reading an article here by Psychology Today. Um, And it's talking about the fear of missing out. One of the ways that this um, plays out is through the fear of missing out. Um, A huge, possibly the biggest factor of depression is self-obsession. I've mentioned to you before how being married has helped me um, have a more enjoyable life and have a a brighter outlook. I still have a long way to go in this way. But the reason for that is it kills part of you off. Um, C.S. Lewis once said, Hell is a place where there is only you, and the gates of hell are locked from the inside. You know, I think of that... um, as the way I felt as a single person and still sometimes feel now that I'm so caught up in in my own head that I don't really enjoy anything beautiful about life Um, and I just I don't want to live the rest of my life that way you know I've said this before but almost the whole time I was single I had this ongoing fear in the back of my head that I was going to be alone forever And I had this insecurity about that. And it robbed almost every one of those fun moments of their full enjoyment. And do I really want to go into being married and have that same thing and feel like, oh, well, you're not this or you don't have that. And let every moment of being married be robbed by the same thing. And then go into having kids 
and feel the same way and give into that same fear and that same entitlement and that same lack of gratitude, that same lack of appreciation. And just let every moment of my life be robbed of any joy it might have because I feel that I do not deserve for its imperfection. That is my natural tendency, but I want to kill it off. I want something better than that. I want to be able to feel appreciation and enjoyment of small things and to really revel in the beauty of them. So I think another aspect that attributes to this kind of feeling is both an ongoing uh, giving into anxiety and fear and then also an ongoing obligation that I'm not where I should be. Maybe you have an ongoing feeling that you're wasting your life and that you're not doing what you should be doing with your life. That is something not to ignore, not to drink away or to smoke away, but to really think about. I was speaking to my dad yesterday about this and he's and because about struggling with this and he basically said, look, you got to you got to do the podcast a lot more often. You got to do these things that you're scared of that you think are valuable um, a lot more often. Get out of your way. Just do it. Stop. Um, just just do it. Action cures fear. Action cures fear. So anyway, this is something I struggle with, and I hope that as we go into reading this article, you will read it and be able to hear it within that context that this is something that I very deeply struggle with, and I do not mean to condescend by, um, by being the source of the answer or whatever. But the answer really is gratitude. It really is thankfulness and addressing those fears and really sowing your life into something that you do think is worthwhile, believing that you and it are worthwhile. There are things worthwhile um, that you could do with your life. <clears throat> Another C.S. Lewis quote was that the ability to see through a window allows you to see the world outside. But if you too see through everything that is outside, you will live in an empty universe. That if we look for the flaw in every single thing, that nothing will be without flaws, that we won't enjoy anything. So as we go into the rest of this piece, um, I just hope that this encourages you uh, if you struggle with those things. Hey guys, so today I want to read a piece about the fear of missing out. In today's world, we have a lot more choice than in previous generations as far as... Um, you know, what we watch, what we spend our time on. And I think as you become an adult, your life becomes more specific to you, whereas growing up, you're kind of doing the same thing everyone else is doing. And that's really great in a lot of ways, but one of the downsides is when you have too much choice, you can also, you can kind of feel the same way you'd feel if you had no choice at all. You're sort of gridlocked by having too many um, options, and then it's like hard to do anything. It, it paralyzes um, paralyzes you because there's too much choice and it's not streamlined enough and it's hard to um, hard to make a move. And then the other thing is when you are uh, enjoying things, when we are enjoying things, I think there's an escalation of the fear of missing out, this feeling that no matter what you're enjoying, you should be enjoying something else no matter what you're doing. You should be doing something else. And I think that's escalated by social media because we can see the lives of hundreds of other people every single day. So I wanted to read a quick piece about the fear of missing out and how we can leave it behind to have a more enjoyable life. 
So the first thing is slow down. Most of us move at a faster velocity in our lives than is necessary or beneficial to our best interests. Practice taking time when eating, driving, talking, making love, and engaging in everyday tasks. Number two, practice discernment. In regard to distinguishing what is truly important and necessary from what is merely desirable, and choose to eliminate some of the things that don't contribute to the deepening of the quality of your life experience. Be willing to say no to more things. This will provide you with more time to give to those experiences that are more deeply rewarding. I've noticed this recently by trying to cut back on social media, and this is kind of a cliche at this um, time in our culture. Uh, you know, this idea that social media is, is making us less happy is becoming such a widespread idea that we almost don't hear it when someone says it. It's such a cliche, we, we kind of just like tune them out. But I really do feel um, that it kind of cheapens us, that there's something about it that makes me feel cheap. And so um, I haven't eliminated it, but just trying to cut back on it um, and prioritize um, relationships with people that are a little bit deeper, even if they're via text or whatever, because they feel um, different, they feel deeper, they feel when you're done with them, it feels warmer and more uh, full and whole, I guess, um, than, than just the social media experience. Number three, go for the experience, not the symbol. There are always going to be people who we admire and perhaps envy. It's the grass is greener syndrome. Envy can easily become resentment if we fail to recognize the opportunities that are available to us in our lives. Focusing on the experience, a feeling of accomplishment, adventure, connection, fun, freedom, etc. that underlies the object or symbol, such as wealth, marriage, or a luxurious home, helps to distinguish what is fulfilling from what can only provide a temporary feeling of pleasure. This is interesting. So, Whatever those symbols um, that represent success or stability, focus on the experience of them, on the feeling of accomplishment or connection, rather than on the symbol itself. Number four, be willing not to have it all. Needs are limited, but desires are endless. Accepting the essential futility trying to fulfill every desire we have is a much wiser policy indulging all of our impulses for gratification. Prioritizing certain activities allows us to let go of others. Decide what your highest priorities are and focus on those. Number five, one thing at a time. Even though those around us are multitasking, we don't have to. Since the 90s, psychologists have been conducting experiments on the limits of multitasking, and the studies are conclusive. Subjects in these experiments exhibited severe interference when asked to perform even very simple tasks simultaneously. They have found that the human brain can only respond to one action request at a time. Practice mindfulness, which <laughs> this is one of those words, again, one of those like buzzwords where I just like tune out and say this is just feel good gobbledygook or whatever, but, but I'm going to actually try to listen to what this says. Um... Practice mindfulness. Rather than chasing after that which may be just an illusion of happiness, we can gently strive for the deep satisfaction that comes with a cultivation of mindfulness. Mindfulness is the practice of being present in our lives and giving non-judging awareness to the... Okay. 
Uh, yeah, that's kind of going where I thought. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is good. Rather than desperately seeking rock star recognition, cultivate the art of mastery of enjoying mundane pleasures. That That's actually really good. You know, this idea that happiness is the ability to feel the enjoyment from a small thing. Number seven, prioritize relationships over acquisitions. In terms of our level of well-being in life, quality relationships trump quantity of possessions and experiences every time. Investing time and energy in relationships and cultivating the skills that requires will be more fulfilling than acquiring <coughs> than acquiring experiences or let's see, than acquiring experiences or possessions. Um, basically saying, you know, just prioritize people. Um, and I, and I've tried to do that like anytime, uh, I'm at home, I'm not on my phone. Unless me and Elizabeth are playing, uh, this golf, uh, iPhone game together, which we have been doing a lot, (laughs) which is so fun. Um, but you know, but, um, again, this is going to sound just really like, I don't know, but, but think about this. Have you ever been around people where, um, Every time you hung out with them, they were always looking to see if there was someone cooler that they could hang out with. And I have a few uh, moments in life that come to mind where I was hanging out with a friend. And the whole time I was hanging out with them, they were just on their phone looking to see if there was someone cooler, someone else, some more it uh, crowd that they could be with. And that I was just kind of a stopgap in between them and, you know, the status that they craved more than... uh, more than any actual connection with another human being. And I think about the times that I've been that person and how it takes something that could be fun and makes it miserable. And then I think about the other type of person, the person that you can do nothing with and have fun, the person that takes a mundane situation where you're just sitting in an empty room or whatever and you could have fun with them because they are creative. They're a person that... Um, takes something small and makes it big rather than something that someone that takes something um, and makes it less enjoyable. They, you know, there are people that drain um, enjoyment and people that increase it. And I've been both and, and continue to be both. But, um, but just as those two characteristics play out to try to notice that. Um, number eight, savor the moment. Take time to linger over pleasurable experiences rather than rushing through them in the quest for the next thrill. Really smell the coffee and the roses and the other delightful scents that you encounter. Take the time to thoroughly take pleasure in the sensory delights that enter into your awareness and cultivate the art of savoring those sights. This is a big one for me. Um, I have a hard time really experiencing one thing at a time. Um, I feel like I always have multiple windows running in the background and it and it really makes um, life a lot less enjoyable and that's something that I want to like basically grow out of Um, it really does remove a lot of enjoyment from things that are beautiful because I don't really have the maturity yet in many ways um, to fully experience them I'm always um, looking for the next thing or something and it comes from this like impulse that the the other shoe's about to drop you know that feeling where no matter how good something is you always feel like the other shoe's going to drop that something's going to fall apart at any time and again that is somewhere that my head goes 
all the time and I want to I want to leave that behind because it really is uh is harmful. Number 9. Cultivate an attitude of thankfulness instead of chasing fantasies that we believe will fulfill us. Cultivate gratitude. This practice allows us to more deeply appreciate what we have rather than focusing on what we lack. Fear of missing out is a fear about not having something that is necessary for our well-being. Gratitude allows us to count every blessing that we do have in this moment where life is actually going on. You know, I, I just, these are things that I struggle with as far as um, I want to be able to enjoy life more and to worry uh, less and to come to God with these sort of foundational fears that I um, live by. I feel like there are some foundational fears that I sort of are the foundation. Well, I guess that's why they're foundational fears. But I feel like there are some foundational fears that I kind of build my life on top of. And I want to drill down and, and break them up and, um, and leave that way of thinking and that way of living behind. It's so comfortable. It's sort of a miserable comfort zone um, to live with some kind of fear and to live out of some kind of fear, some kind of adrenaline rush that comes with living in, in, in a level of anxiety or something. Um, and uh, I think some of it is, a lot of it is tied to my personality type and, and you know, and so that is what it is. But I do want to outgrow it. And if you struggle with enjoying uh, things that are really good and, and always feeling like you're missing out on something or that the other shoe is about to drop, um, I hope that these um, steps have have been a little bit helpful to you. And and uh, anyway, whatever you're dealing with today, I hope this has encouraged you a little bit. I love you guys, and uh, and I'll be back with you soon.